Um, who wants to do the intro? Um, who did it last time? Can you remember? I don't know. I don't. We I should don't do know. it at the exact same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm gonna okay, try ready? to say it with you. Okay. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and welcome. Wait. No, this isn't gonna work. Wait, I want to try one it. more time. Wait, I want to try one more time. Okay. Okay. Hello. Hello. And, and welcome, welcome to. to... Poor, unfortunate podcast. That's garbage. Take it away. Hello, and welcome to Poor Unfortunate Podcast. I am Connor Perkins. And I am Caroline Ametti. And this is surreal. This is... <laughs> it's quarantine. Yeah, so so welcome. We've caught up. Um, <laughs> the first four recordings that we had of our podcast, they were recorded a year ago in spring 2019. If you didn't read the little captions at the end of the podcast... And so now we're caught up. We released it during the great quarantine of 2020. And we were hoping that we would probably be out of it um, by the time we ran out of episodes, releasing them biweekly. But we're not. <laughs> so <laughs> Wow. Just uh, think about here... how dark of a turn things have taken since we recorded the last episodes. I know. Our biggest concern then was like, IHOP is taking too long. It's like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but now we're caught up. And so we are recording in quarantine. So uh, Caroline and I both uh, were out of the city um, when it really started happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so Caroline is in Long Island, which, I mean, Long Island isn't really an escape from Yo, New York it's, City it, at all. It's running, it's running pretty rampant out here, too. No lie. Yeah. And then I'm in Maryland. Uh, I'm back at my parents' house. and We're both in our childhood bedrooms, which is just really trippy. <laughs> it's, it's pretty trippy. <laughs> and my parents are my roommates, and that's been fun. And my dad has been listening to the podcast. We love the support. We Yeah, we truly love the support. So... What's what's new? <laughs> what's well what's today? I woke up. <laughs> major win. Oh god! <laughs> Me and my family were supposed to go um to Disney World in August, late August, like last week of August. And when this all started, we were like, "Well, you know, we can deal with this. At least we'll be going to Disney World in August." <laughs> <sighs> and I just um don't really think that's gonna be a thing. On the bright side, my mom has been making masks, and we are now at the point where the the small amount of money that we're making with her mask business, we're putting in a fund towards Disney World to go <gasps> next year. Yay! This will be the first time in six years that I've gone. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Yes. So... Oh my gosh! Also, any of you listeners, can we should we plug your mom's mask business? They make you guys make Disney masks. I mean, I feel like we should. Yeah, uh, sure. So my mom's uh, business is called Handmade for You by Kim Perkins. You can find her on Facebook at at Handmade for You Crafts. And I mean, I know she's my mom. But her masks are really, really good. I I was the lucky recipient of a bunch of them. One of them is Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. One of them is Beauty and the Beast, which is incredible. But beyond that, I love 
those masks because when I'm out in those, I feel so secure. They fit so well. I just feel I just feel so when when we're walking around the grocery store with it, I feel so safe. So yeah, my mom, her mask business. Anything else we want to talk about before we start the no the ranting and the raving? Yes, we are. We have circled back. We are back at our rant and rave episode, which it seems like from the streaming is what people are really into. So good to know. Always let us know. Give us yeah. feedback. Yeah, people seemed really into that one. Slash also, it might also be because that was our first episode that people seemed to really stream that one a lot. But... And like, I think, you know, the topic was just people love the rides. People love the rides. And they appreciated my structure. All right, fine. So we have returned to the rant and rave episode. Who's going to go first? Do we want to rant first or do we want to rave first? I think we want to rant first. It's quarantine. I feel like we need to let some, we need to let off some steam. Great. We'll rant first. I should say that we are quarantine-theming this episode. Yeah. So these are all things, we're ranting and raving about things related to Disney and the quarantine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's happening. So this episode, I have the rant. <sighs> Ooh, start your engines. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, my God. She just... <laughs> so like, sorry. What happened? It fell. <laughs> I'm good. Oh, she dropped the computer, oh. so I just disappeared. Um, disappear. Disappear. R.I.P. Oof. Okay. So, my rant is about the people who are getting angry about what Disney is going to look like as it's reopening after this pandemic. Mm-hmm. All right. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to sort of give you a little brief history background of the COVID-19 pandemic, Disney parks, uh, and specifically Walt Disney World, because that is the first U.S. park that is going to attempt a reopening. So here we go. Buckle in. Disney announced uh, on March 12th, 2020, that uh, Disneyland would close, uh, and that then on March 16th, Disneyland Paris and Walt Disney World would close as well. Uh, Shanghai, Tokyo, and Hong Kong parks, they were already closed. They closed in February. So as the COVID-19 pandemic was sort of on the rise, one by one, they were all closing. And so by March 16th, 2020, it was the first time in history that all Disney parks in the world would be closed simultaneously. That's never happened mm. before. So we are living in history, folks. Um, Truly, wow. On March 27th, the Walt Disney Company announced that the U.S. parks would remain closed indefinitely and that they would continue to pay the cast members through mid-April. So far, Disney has lost an estimated $1.4 billion in this pandemic. Wow. Yeah. It's been a little scary for them. So as COVID-19 has sort of been running its course through countries all over the world, various places have been doing more and various places have been doing less to kind of combat the spread. And one of those places that has started to really show signs that it has been reducing the spread uh, is China, um, finally. And... Shanghai Disneyland was the first park that was going to be in any sort of shape to attempt a reopening. Um, and so I'm just going to quickly kind of go over how that reopening looked, mm -hmm. because I think this is going to be key in what we see from the U.S. parks. So in Shanghai, much like the U.S. parks have downtown Disney in California and Disney Springs in Walt Disney World, uh, they have an outdoor shopping area as well that's attached to Shanghai Disneyland. It's called Disney Town. Um, they also I don't think I don't know if I knew that. Interesting. I know Disney Town. Disney Town. Ah, and cute. they have Wishing Star Park, which is attached to it, which is an outdoor park, and it is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. <gasps> Take me there. I, know. I love it already. I know these Asia parks, like <laughs> yo. They're lit. And then <laughs> and and then they also have Disneyland Hotel. And those three areas were the first part of Shanghai Disneyland to reopen and 
these are some of the kind of things that they had in place. So they restricted the locations that you could access. So that includes entrances, parking, all that sort of stuff. Uh, they had temperature screenings, required masks throughout, and you must present health records when entering a dining area. So, oh, yeah. yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. And those are just some of the things that started out. And so they were operating with just Disney Town, Disneyland Hotel, and Wishing Star Park being open for an entire month. And then it wasn't until May 11th that Shanghai Disneyland began their phased reopening of the park itself. Shanghai Disneyland has the capacity to hold 80,000 guests and 12,000 employees. Uh, on reopening, they were under the recommended 30% capacity. So they were required by the Chinese government to operate at 30% capacity. And so on their opening day, they started out below that 30%. These are the phase one requirements, measures, procedures for reopening. Limited attendance, required advanced ticketing and reservations. So that means that if you wanted to go to the park, you had to reserve a date in advance to visit the park. You couldn't do general admission. You couldn't just show up when you felt like and just get into the park. If you're an annual mm -hmm. pass holder, you also had to schedule a date. And if they're out of tickets, they're out of tickets. And they were out of tickets on opening day. You were required to bring with you and provide basic info and your government ID upon entry. So that includes phone numbers, contact information, a bunch of stuff that usually you wouldn't bring with you in the event that something were to happen, they knew how to get in contact with you. You must wear an approved mask for the entirety of the visit, apart from dining, temperature screening upon arrival. Okay, and then this is the real trippy, like, China overlord big brother thing. You had to register for the health QR code. Um, the health QR code is a system in China that assesses the risk of individuals who are exposed to or might be carrying COVID-19 based on travel, your health history, a bunch of stuff. It's fucking freaky. Like, you walk around with this QR code and it's either like red, I think it's red, orange, yellow, or green. And based mm -hmm. upon where you've been, like it changes depending upon how exposed you were. It is what allows you to board public transportation. You have to scan your QR code. If you have like a red QR code, the turnstiles will not open for you to like get on the subway. Like you can't ride like, it. Like I know that the that underneath all this, it's bad. Like it's just bad that people like. I know, it's a. I like I I, I listen to you say this and I'm like, that sure <laughs> sounds like it would solve a lot of problems. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But I, all right. <laughs> so. Yeah, so on, only if you are code green can you enter the park uh, and wow. to enter Disney, Shanghai Disneyland. No yellows, no oranges, no reds, nothing. Um, mm. They have social distancing and queues, dining areas, and ride vehicles. So there's six-foot markers in every, like everything. I saw the picture of them loading guests onto um, Pirates of the Caribbean and like skipping rows. Very interesting. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. Limited dining areas, so not all of the dining areas in the park will be open. Uh, limited shows, so this also includes interactive attractions uh, and experiences, children's play areas, and then theater shows, they'll remain closed. So any playgrounds, any indoor theaters where singing might happen or large groups will be gathered for a sustained period of time indoors, anything where there's a lot of touching. So like a bunch of those like, here, let's like, you know, touch this wall and like see if like a dwarf pops out. Or, I don't know. Shit like that. None mm -hmm. of it. None of it. None of it. None of it. That sounds fun. Is that real? Or did you make that up? What? Did you make that up? Is there a wall you can touch where <laughs> a dwarf comes out? I don't No, I made that up. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. If any of the Disney parks the come out with wall. a wall 
a wall that pops out a dwarf, you know that they're listening to this podcast and stealing our ideas. So you'll help join us in our class action lawsuit. Peace and blessings. Also, I know this is a long list. No close contact character experiences or photo ops. So if you wanted to take a picture with certain characters, you have to social distance and take a selfie. But most of the character meet and greets and stuff like that, they just completely shut down what they have done yeah that makes sense is at the opening of the park and at the closing of the park they do a parade of all of those characters so that you can see them and they can like wave to you and you can see them but nothing nothing like what you usually get at disney park additionally parades and nighttime spectaculars were suspended with the exception of that sort of like character parade that happens Um, Mm -hmm. there are hand sanitizing stations at all attractions restaurants and stores and then increased sanitation and disinfection. So those are all the things that were happening in Shanghai Disneyland upon reopening. To my knowledge, it seems to be working. It seems mm-hmm. it seems that things have been going well under these pretty intense measures and procedures that they've put in place. And it seems very cooperative. Yeah. They're and they're in it together and it cooperation mentality. Yeah, and the the whole <sighs> look out for your neighbor thing seems to have been on a large scale pretty embraced by the the folks who are going to Disneyland there. Oh, this is a fun thing. Area music has announcements every so often reminding people to keep proper distance away from one another and to keep their masks on. And to walk and not run. So just when you're jamming out to, you know, like, put on your Sunday clothes instrumental arrangement on Main Street USA, you'll have someone, you Mm -hmm. know, in multi-languages telling you to keep your mask on, shithead. (laughs) Keep your mask on. So that's what's happening in Shanghai. Um, Claps! Yes. Claps to Shanghai. Y'all are doing the Lord's work and the Lord being Mickey Mouse. So... At the beginning of May, around the same time that Shanghai Disneyland was announcing that they would be reopening the park, Disney also announced that they would attempt their reopening of Disney Springs, which is the outdoor shopping area that was formerly known as Downtown Disney in Orlando. So Disney Springs reopened on May 20th, and they had these requirements and measures and procedures in place. You'll recognize some of these from Shanghai Disneyland. And then there are a couple more that are kind of unique here. You won't see the QR code because we don't have that. Because we're, you know, a democratic republic. So, yeah. (laughs) So on May 20th, um, many of the third-party operating participants opened. So Disney Springs has a combination of Disney-owned and operated facilities, stores, restaurants, the like. And then there are some other places, like, you know, Ghirardelli. So no Disney-owned and operated buildings would open on May 20th. Another measure that they had in place, or that they currently have in place, is that there's limited parking and reduced entry. So only two of the garages are open. None of the, like street level like parking lots are open and there are only four entrances and exits to the property so they can really gauge where people are coming in and accessing in order to make sure that it's safe for everybody who's there so all guests and cast members who enter age three or older are required to wear appropriate face coverings for the entirety of their visit except when they're dining so that's everybody They also have temperature screenings prior to the entry of Disney Springs. If you or anyone in your party has a temperature of 100.4 degrees or higher, you will not be permitted to enter. So if you are coming with your family and you're a family of four and three of you are perfectly fine and someone has a temperature of 100.4, none of you are allowed in. They have physical distancing and capacity measures. So there's a limit on the number of guests who are visiting the property. And there's also limits on the number of people in each facility. So they have people outside 
who will let you know when you can go into a, a store based on the number of people that are already there in order to maximize social distancing. Um, there are ground markings in queues in little lines as you're going up to the register. And then in certain areas of Disney Springs where it's difficult to practice social distancing, they've put up physical barriers to keep you separate. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Um, they have reduced hours at certain locations, no scheduled live entertainment, no interactive or high touch areas, playgrounds, dwarf walls. Yep. No dwarf walls. Don't touch any walls. No dwarfs will pop out. <laughs> um, hand washing and sanitizing stations are everywhere. There's an emphasis on cashless transactions, credit cards, tapping your card, using Apple Pay, Android Pay, all of that good stuff. And then they've increased their sanitation. So on May 27th, three Disney-owned and operated stores opened. You're listening to this, and they're already open. We're recording this, and they open tomorrow. Um, And so those three Mm -hmm. stores are World of Disney, which that is a big deal because that store is freaking huge. Deluxe Burger for mobile orders only, which that is owned and operated by Disney. Um, And then the Marketplace Co-op. And so we'll see what happens. I have a little bit more to touch on about Disney Springs and my frustration around that. I know this is a whole lot of information, but I just want to talk real quickly about Walt Disney World reopening and why it's not as simple as everyone wants to make it out to be. So additionally, tomorrow, Disney World is expected to submit their plans for a multi-phase reopening to the Orange County Economic Recovery Task Force. So... The Orange County Economic Recovery Task Force includes representatives from hospitals, theme parks, financial institutions, hotels, small businesses, nonprofits, and then officials from the four local counties of that area. Uh, And they are all working on the economic recovery um, and reopening strategies of that area, specifically Orange County, where Orlando is and where the three major theme parks are in Florida, SeaWorld, uh, Universal Orlando, and Walt Disney World. So currently, as it stands, each theme park has to create their own phased reopening proposal, and they send it to the task force. And so the task force is also looking at what they can put in place, um, what are, what are like, things on their checklist that are things that they're they're looking for one of those things that they're proposing to look at is 50 percent capacity note that that is larger than shanghai where their capacity was 30 percent they also have proposals of mandatory face masks touchless hand sanitizing stations i like that the touchless aspect and then Mm -hmm. increased disinfecting to me this all looks pretty bare bones again this is just from the research that i've gathered theme parks are not places to mess around they bring a whole bunch of people into a very 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 concentrated place where a lot of them have their guard down a lot of people are not paying attention to what they're touching how close they're actually getting to people and really like what's going on uh universal orlando has already announced that they're going to be reopening beginning their phased reopening starting june 1st so and i read an article about universal really quick i skipped the disney so i can get my info from you but i looked at one that popped up on my facebook timeline about universal and the amount of comments every single comment at the bottom of the article was about people saying that they wouldn't wear a mask and Uh so we're gonna boycott the park because you have to wear a mask yep I'm about to get to that shit. But it's interesting what you said where you're like people in a theme park are going to have their guard down because that's that's what's so hard about this whole thing is you go to a theme park to forget. Yeah. And you can't. We don't live in that world yeah, right now be, where you can forget. Yeah, you go to be taken care of. Disney Disney in particular has made it so easy that you don't really have to think about anything and that is not really beneficial to the type of vigilance that is needed right now during a pandemic. So I think Disney World phase reopening is going to look a lot similar to Shanghai's. If not, I'm hoping that it'll be more intense. So keep in mind, Disney World is the size of like a small city. 
when theme parks submit their plans for reopening, the reason why it sort of gets delayed, the reopening plans, uh, in order for them to get approved, they first have to get approval from their local jurisdictions. Disney World is so large that it falls within the jurisdictions of two cities and then Orange County. So that's going to contribute to them being slower to get their phased reopening out there because they have to get two approvals before they then go to the task force, before it gets approved, and then it goes up and keeps going up until it gets to the governor. The other thing you've got to remember is like, these parks are so huge and they require so many people to run that it can't just start right away. It has to like, it's like lighting a furnace to get things moving again. And and I wonder what they would do in a park like Epcot, because I know that a lot of the international cast members um, have gone back home. Yeah. So I don't even know what they would do about that. It's, it's so massive. Yeah. So I know that's a lot of news and I know that's like a lot of background to actually get to my rant, which I've kind of had little rants here and there where I'm like, I don't know if I agree with this. I think that they might be moving too quickly, to be honest. I know that people are anxious to get back to work. I know that people are anxious to start their vacations, but I really think that right now is a time that we need to really be looking out for one another. I've said this to a couple people, but I really think that this time that we're in right now, I, I don't think we're meant to go back to normal after this. I think we are supposed, I think we're meant either by God or whichever divine power you might believe in or not believe in the universe. I think this is meant to make us more aware of the people that we come in contact with, the people that we hold dear, how our bodies in space, how our lives go up against other people, um, and how we affect one another. And I think it would be such a loss for us coming out of this to lose that and to not think of that. And so that is where my biggest frustration has been in seeing the reactions of people to Disney attempting to reopen. So as I clearly have said, it is not a simple process to just reopen these parks. It's the largest resort in the world working to guarantee the safety of thousands of employees and guests and the rules and measures that they're putting in place are there for a very very specific reason and that is to keep everyone who's there safe and they work they really really work we're seeing it in shanghai and these are recommendations that are not just coming to them because some corporate executive thought that they should do it they're consulting with doctors and you know, the World Health Organization and the CDC and places like that, they're getting all their information from the right places. So none of the things that they're putting in place are things that they want to do. They're things that they have to do. And if they don't put them in place, the park just stays closed. Like, I hear all these people who are like, we want this to reopen. We want this to reopen. Here they are. This is what it takes to reopen. And people are like, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to reopen that way. And I'm like, okay, so we're either going to do this now and reopen this way, or we're going to stay closed and try again in a couple of months and reopen this exact same way. The Magic Kingdom can hold more than 100,000 people, which, side note, is how many people in the U.S. have died from this virus. Woof! Is it really that many people that the Magic Kingdom can hold? Uh -huh. I never would have guessed that. I thought I would have thought it was way less. Well, wow. I think it's including all of the, like, the Utilidors, all of the staff areas as well. Wow. So the daily average for the Magic Kingdom is over 50,000 people. It's a breeding ground for a highly contagious virus. And the capacity of all four parks is about 285,000 people. So these are the numbers that Disney has to be responsible for. So... I'm sorry if you don't feel like wearing your mask. They're trying to make sure that not just you, but your 284,999 fellow people who are in these parks 
are also safe. I was really struggling to figure out what my rant was going to be. And I saw that the openings and I was reading the things on the Disney Parks blog. And then I did the thing that you're not supposed to do where I just like scrolled down to the comments. And the first thing I saw, it was just like, it was so awful. I'm like, here they are people who are trying to open up a park that people have been wanting. And they're just saying, you know, you can't make me wear a mask or only people who are concerned about their health should have to wear a mask. Or I love Disney through everything, but also if I have to wear a mask, I'm not going because they're just overreacting and face masks don't work. God, I like, can't. I can't, man. I can't. I'm going to scream. Like, <sighs> if a face mask requirement is enough to turn you away, good. You probably shouldn't be going to the parks during these phases of reopening anyway. Like, people have just focused on the, the face masks in particular as, like, the issue but they're like really not looking at all the other parameters that are going to be in place. I'm like, they're much more intense than you wearing a face mask. And like, if Disney says that masks are optional, the people who want to use masks are not really protected in their choice because of how the masks work. I think the best analogy that I've seen is the peeing the pants analogy. Have you seen this? Mm-hmm, Where like, mm-hmm. yes, I've seen that. If one. we're both not wearing pants and you pee your pants you're going to pee on yourself and you're going to pee on me. But if you pee your pants and I'm wearing pants, you're still going to pee on me and all over yourself. But if I'm wearing pants and you're wearing pants and you pee your pants, it's going to get on your pants and it's not going to get on me. And I know that I'm hundred percent safe. And that's what this is about. It's masks are not the way that they work. It's not about protecting yourself from things coming in. It's about protecting others from things coming out of you. And mm-hmm. people don't really seem to grasp that. And the problem is that everybody thinks that their Google search is more is more factually correct than science. And it's breaking my heart. <laughs> this is the one that really sets me off. When people complain that they're going to be too hot wearing a mask. <laughs> I'm like, yes, Florida is hot. Yes, wearing a mask will make it hotter. But you know who really doesn't have an option? The cast members who are there and have to operate that park for you. So that cast member who's there working minimum wage and might be worried about contracting COVID-19 and bringing it home to her family who have pre-existing health conditions, but she can't choose to stay home because Disney will stop paying her and she can't collect unemployment and then she can't risk finding another job. She's there in the parks serving you because you want this place reopened. Mm -hmm. Thank you. She is there wearing a mask in the hot sun. The least you can do is to wear a mask as well to make her feel a little better. Like that's, that's the thing right now, the people who are, I think, are forgotten in all of this brouhaha about all this bullshit are the cast members who will have to go back to work and have to work in these conditions. They are going to be frontline workers now. We should be doing everything we can to make them feel more comfortable and make them feel less worried about doing their job to make our days more magical. That is the least we can do. And then, I mean, that's to say nothing of, you know, my friend who lives in Florida shared a photo of a woman who was at Disney Springs this past weekend oh, roasting Connor, a hot I can't dog. Even, I have been this. I have not stopped thinking about this photo since she, she sent it to she me. Was, it is on my mind all day. She was roasting a hot dog over an open flame in the middle of Disney Springs. And there's a security officer who has to go up to her and say, you can't do that. She's not wearing a mask. And he's she's not wearing a mask. And he's just like, you can't be doing any of this. And she just looks so clueless. And I'm like, those are 100% the people that we do not need in these parks right now. They are not making decisions that are good for themselves. And therefore, they cannot be trusted to make decisions that are good for their neighbors. And that kind of leads me to my favorite Disney Parks blog comment, which no. comes from Chris. Oh, this is a good one. Oh, it comes from goodness. Chris. On May 20th, 2020, at 2.18 p.m., Chris, if you're listening, one, that's awesome, and two, thank (laughs) you for writing this. This is is a quote. 
quote, with regards to those complaining about face masks, to quote Mrs. Incredible, this is not about you. Face masks prevent the droplets you expel from your various orifices from getting into the air slash on surfaces slash on people. The masks do not prevent you from getting the viral droplets in your mouth, nose, eyes, but prevents most of it from leaving your area of influence. I am ecstatic that Disney is taking this seriously and doing their best to prevent the spread. To those with younger children or family members with neurodevelopment disabilities, try searching for masks that have proven effective with those populations. Exiting the quote for a second. This is my side note. This was a concern that I saw that is pretty valid, where it's like people who have, you know, neurodiverse children and worried Mm -hmm. about them wearing masks. So Chris says, I have seen some very good methods of keeping those masks on while not being uncomfortable. And then he offers this gem. Having a stuffed animal or action figure that also wears a mask will help prepare them for ventures as well. Have fun, stay safe, and be nice to the cast members. And that's Chris. And that really, you know, gave me some hope as I was scrolling through those comments. I'm like, what a great quote to pull from Mrs. Incredible. This is not about you. This is about each other. It's about looking out for each other. And it's about, you know... Yeah. So that's my rant. I can understand how going to the parks and not having the fireworks and not being able to hug the characters and all of these other experiences are going to be taken away. I understand. It's not the same and you don't want it. That's fine. Wait until things are back to quote unquote normal. I don't know how or yep. when that will be. But the and people if, who and feel the need. And if you spent need... money on a trip, if you spent money on a trip, they'll change it for you. It's the mm-hmm. most magical place on earth. They'll change it for you. They're happy to do it. This is not the company that y'all should be attacking. Like, they're trying to be responsible. They're trying to give you what you want. They're trying to stay true to their employees. There's a lot happening right now. A little patience can go a long way here. Mm. And that's my rant. That's my rant. I'm sorry that we're in kind of like a icky sort of mood. I'm sorry that that was kind I mean, it. I feel like that was kind of boring. But no, it was like it all also, things. It was info I didn't have, really. I feel like it needed to be said. Like it needs yes, to be said. Yes, and understand that the negativity and the fear and the loss of things the way we knew them that we're all feeling, we're all feeling it. But we have to we have to release that in a healthy way and not blame yeah. and not spew the negativity everywhere. It's not what it's all yeah. about. It's not going to help anybody. I agree. <sighs> all right. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so everybody listen i know that there are a lot of things that can make us feel upset and feel sad about what's going on with disney right now but i just want to remind you of the happy things so my rave is about the accessibility of disney magic at home so listen i know what a a great way of phrasing that you know what it just right off the top of my head (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right off the top of I also my didn't head have to yours. write it down word for word on a piece of paper so I would say it correctly. <laughs> oh my god. So I know that we're missing the parks. I know that we're missing going to see Disney on Broadway. We're missing going to the movies to see these new Disney releases, but there are still some ways, a lot of ways to bring the Disney magic into your home and I want to let you know how to do it. And we're going to take it, listen, I know that right now might be a tricky time financially for some of us, so we're going to build from the ground up. We're going to start with the experiences that you can bring into your home that are free, and then we'll go up from there. And then, oh, I, my God, and then I will yes. also tell you how to spend a lot of money. Depends on what you want to do. <laughs> so let's do this. We'll this start so with good. free. Who doesn't like free? So first of all, a super, oh, we love free. Free, 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 a super simple thing that you can do that we will add more of for you is you can go onto the Poor Unfortunate Podcast Instagram and look at it. Uh, <laughs> or... Uh, <laughs> Wait, I did not know this was coming. I am done. <laughs> <laughs> the first free thing you can do is listen to the podcast you're already Great. listening to. Then you can go on our Instagram and we've got a couple of Instagram templates that you can fill out. We're going to add some more. But one of the our newer ones is creating using gifts your uh, your dream day at Disney. 
So you can do that. It's super fun. But we're going to make some more for you. Yeah, you can do that. You don't have to wear a mask. mask. (laughs) You don't have to wear a mask. In your pretend day in your mind, sure. Don't wear a mask. Um, Great. So let's jump over. Since we're already on Instagram, we're on the Porn Fortune Podcast Instagram, which you should visit and follow if you do not already. Um, Another great, there are a lot of great Disney accounts further down the line. On the podcast, we will talk about even more of them. There are so many great small shops. But one that I really wanted to talk about is at Mornings with Mickey. And that account is run by this lovely woman and mom of two young boys named Nikki. She actually is also a an actress, was in the tour of Wicked. She was in Bring It On. Oh, hell lovely. Yeah. Um, but not only does she mm. have great content from the parks highlighted on her account, so she's filmed um, the entire new parade at Disneyland because she caught it right before Disneyland um, was shut down. But she has been doing this awesome thing with her two young boys where, and I think she has all of this in her story highlights, where every day she creates a different land from Magic Kingdom in her home. And she does. Oh my God. Oh my God. Is that like, is that like the people who have been doing the ride at home? Yeah. It's sort of like that, but it's even cuter because she'll always have an activity that the boys do. She'll have a food item. They'll watch something that has to do with that land. It's adorable. And you can totally go and steal her ideas or just live vicariously through her and have a pretend day at Magic Kingdom. It's so cute. Love that account. It's also just super positive. She always, she I think on Sundays, she always puts up vintage Disneyland photos. It's an awesome account. So there you go. But the real place that you want to go if you want your Disney parks at home is YouTube. So at a baseline level, you can find full HD recordings of the Disney parades from World of Color in Disneyland, which we love. That's the only way I've seen World of They're Color. They're fantastic. Through, Honestly, you know, the YouTube last time recording. that I saw World of Color, which was like about a year ago, the, the HD recordings on YouTube gave me a better sense of the whole thing than where I was standing. Fantastic um happily ever after is on there pretty much anything from the parks that you want to see you can find it on youtube in extremely high quality one of the things that has been getting me through the days um of doing nothing are the (laughs) disney parks music loops (laughs) yes disney park music loops. wherever you want to pretend to be in the parks you can find the music loop for that some of my personal favorites are obviously just the classic main street usa music loop i mean nothing mm. nothing's better no that makes me that makes me think of the apartment that makes me think of our disney yes we, we love i mean we love the music loops lately i've been listening to a lot of the boardwalk resort music loop because it's just some really nice just like jazzy 1920s fun so it doesn't feel super disney-ish we also love playing here and at our apartment the just search, this is what you can, exactly what you can put into the YouTube search bar is the Walt Disney World Today Resort TV. And this, uh, yes, yes, this is exactly the visual and the sound that they are playing on the TVs, the, the home screen of the TVs at all of the Disney World resorts. And they have a super up-to-date one from like February that some beautiful soul just put up for us. So thank you for that, whoever you are. Um, and so they've updated the, cause I put that one on, they've got new music, like they've got new suites from Disney movies. It's fantastic. And they flash up all the park hours so you can pretend that you're there and it's incredible. But if you want some more legit parks content, there is no better channel than Tim Tracker. Tim Tracker, we love you. Mm. Tim is a Florida resident. Tim Tim, we love you. If you ever listen to this, oh gosh, I would be so honored. He, first of all, posts a video every single day, so you will never run out of content. Um, but he posts everything from a quick trip to a new dining establishment that they have in the parks to complete tours of the resorts. I just watched his tour of the new Riviera Resort in Disney. Fantastic. What else does it? What I'm trying to think. What other videos of his that I've watched? lately oh yeah and also because he posts a video a day and he actually has made a career of making this content which is the dream 
So Disney invited him the day before Disney Springs opened to the public. They invited him and a couple of other, you know, media people to come and take a look at what Disney Springs is going to look like now. So that is a great place to go if you want to get start to get a feel of what Disney Springs and the parks will be like. He gives you a great overview of that. We love you, Tim. I literally, once I start watching him, I can't stop. He also, like, is like a kindly Muppet, and it's very comforting. Oh, yeah, he just had a baby. It's just all around, just positive, wonderful content. So Tim Tracker, just go to his channel. Any Disney Parks content you can think of, he will have it. Okay. Oh, and one more thing in the free category. Go to www.brandylane.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-E-L-A-N-E.com. And that site, there's merchandise you can buy. But if we're talking free, there are free Disney Parks coloring pages up on that website. And so you can pick, you know, whatever attraction is your favorite and color it in. And they're very intricate. It'll take you a lot of time. They're fantastic. Can I? Yeah. Can I also add something yes, to the free section? The um, draw with Disney <gasps> animation. Yeah. Oh my God! How did I not say that? I don't know how That's you didn't do that. That's all I do. So Caroline has been Caroline has been doing draw with Disney animation like for the entirety of quarantine. So what they do, if you don't already know about this, you can find them on their Instagram account, their Facebook account, mm-hmm. or on YouTube. If you search Disney animation. Um, what they do is they have Disney animators teach you how to draw specific characters, but they're not just like any Disney animators. They're like the character mm-hmm. supervisors. So like you have Hyunmin Lee who like supervised yes. Anna for Frozen 2. She's teaching you how to draw Anna. You've just got all of these like great animators showing you how they draw characters that they supervise or characters that they love or characters that they like first learned to draw or that got them into Disney animation. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot that. So let's just level up a little bit. Let's go to the mid-level. You're going to spend a little bit of money. Nothing crazy. So obviously I'm going to throw Disney Plus. $7 a month? Disney Plus. (laughs) (laughs) $7 a month. A cool $7 a month. So I just would love to shout out... The work being done at Disney Plus right now, because not only did we get Onward when a lot of us missed it in theaters, and what Disney could have done is exactly what happened with movies like Emma, for example, where it was available for streaming right away, but it's $20. You know, that's a lot of money. $20 is just, it's a lot of money. Disney could have done it, and every family with kids in America would have paid that. But they decided to throw it up on Disney Plus, which most people probably have or have access to already. And I love the fact that they gave us Frozen 2 released early, way early on when all this started. That was such, I know that that was a saving grace for a lot of parents, but it was also just such a yeah. mood booster for all the rest of us. They also released The Rise of Skywalker yes. in the same style as Emma. That was, they released it earlier than it was supposed to for digital purchase. And then on May 4th, they brought it to Disney Plus. But, like, that was a great boon for Star Wars fans that they could just have access to it so quickly. Yes, and, they and you know, not that Disney would ever be a company to take advantage of people, but they didn't have to do that, and they did it. And I think that doesn't apply to anything more than it applies to the release of Hamilton that is coming on July 3rd. That yeah. was originally going to be released in October 2021 in theaters, where I'm sure people would have paid a lot of money for... I mean, I'm sure if they charged $25 a ticket, people would have gladly paid that. And yeah. now we get Hamilton for yeah, free? That's, that's one where I'm sure I think Lynn probably... Lin-Manuel Miranda that's what I'm thinking. came in and was like... That's got Lynn written like, all over it. We love I'm you, like, Lynn. I'm like, good for you, Lynn. Like, don't, don't forget... He doesn't forget the no. little people. And the amount of excitement I've seen about it from people who aren't even huge musical theater fans but just know about Hamilton and are excited to finally find out what Hamilton is it's such it's so uniting in a really hard time and it also might be like a huge boost to the Broadway economy as they kickstart to reopen like maybe Hamilton is a way that really entices a lot of people to get excited who don't usually get to go to the theater or might not usually go to the theater to be excited about live stage performances and make that something that they look for when they come yes and it being on disney plus 
is going to expose so many kids to theater and musicals. It's yeah. so amazing. Um, and I, I mean, there's so there's so much content on Disney Plus that is great, like the Imagineering story, the family sing-alongs. But I particularly love something that just came out, which is Zenimation, which oh, is God, just yes. different thematic categories of Disney images with calming sounds. Something that you can put on in the background or something that you can put on. I think their their real goal in producing it was to give you, they're each about five minutes long, is to give you about five minutes of mindfulness. It's wonderful. Yeah. So Disney Plus, just get get up in there and explore. There's so much to see. Yeah. I think that if there's one thing that like you spend money on during quarantine for Disney, a subscription to Disney Plus, I think is like... Oh, yeah. I mean, really, honestly, with the release of Hamilton alone, it pretty much just pays for itself. It's amazing. Yeah, it really does. Um, So also at the mid-level, if you want to spend a little bit of money on groceries, here is how you can cook some Disney Parks dishes at home. So the Disney Parks blog puts up a lot of official parks recipes those are good. The ones from there that I've tried, I find them to be not exactly like the parks, which makes sense because, you know, Disney's got to keep you coming back to to buy the food in the parks. I get it. Pinterest is another good spot for Disney imitation recipes, but my favorite website is allears.net. They have a huge database of so many recipes from the parks categorized by location and by restaurant. Um, so far this quarantine, let's see, I have made... One of my favorite pasta salads that they have at Boma. That was delicious. Um, my mom and I made one of our favorite things at the now closed writer's stop uh, at Hollywood Studios was the carrot cake cookie, which had like cream cheese mm-hmm. in the middle of two carrot cake cookies. You we... talk about that in the last episode. I yeah. might cut it out though. I cut oh, it out. Yeah. so it's brand new. It's a carrot cake cookie. Um, how can I talk about a Grand Marnier slushie again? I'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> and I also made a Dole Whip mimosas. I forget what restaurant in Disney those are from, but I made them and they were really good. Um, so yeah, you can have fun recreating that. Um, a purchase that I have just made, which I'll probably yeah, throw up on the Instagram once it arrives, is I am obsessed with Joffrey's coffee um, in the Disney parks. You did not. <laughs> So, you know, I needed to buy a little treat for myself. So I bought a French press and I went on the Joffrey's website and they have so many varieties of ground coffee from a lot of different places of the park. So they have it from Victorian Alberts. They have from the Flying Fish Cafe at the boardwalk. I purchased the Kona blend, which is what they serve at Polynesian and it's delicious and that will be arriving on my doorstep probably tomorrow. So I'll keep you posted. <laughs> so that's just, those are a couple of ways to get the taste of Disney into your house and into your mouth. Um, there are also <laughs> a lot of Disney World. <laughs> there are also a lot of Disney World subscription boxes where they'll send you foods from the parks. Not food foods, but a lot of their packaged treats. I have never bought one of those, and I'm not sure of the status of those, not that the parks aren't open, but keep it in mind. It's a thing. You can do some research. If you're super into the Rice Krispie Treats or, like, the Goofy's Candy Company, you can get that brought to your house. And now, let's say that you want to drop some cash. (laughs) Where to even start? Let's start. Let's start with the basics. As we probably mentioned before, Connor and I love to just have a good old couch peruse of the Hot Topic website. Uh, you guys, Hot Topic is not just the store that your mom would not let you go to when you were in middle school. Uh, that oh website. God. Oh my God. People would no Parents like would not let you go. They'd be like, oh my God, no. There's Spike Collins. Oh my God. And also because it was like the straight up screamo music that was always playing. I'm like, but I want my Sweeney Todd sweatshirt. <laughs> they did sell Sweeney. <laughs> I, I need that I, oh my God. I so vividly remember that that's so funny yeah the one with the like heart and the uh the like bloody razor <laughs> because really that. the the line between theater kid and emo kid was thinner than you would think but i digress 
just hit up the Hot Topic website and you can just pick that you only want to look at Disney things and you'll get about 50 search pages worth of Disney merchandise. Just the kind of thing that you, the specific kind of products you really won't find anywhere else, including Shop Disney, at extremely reasonable prices. They they even have like adult type like costumes for Halloween. They have like some cosplay stuff. Like they right now, Bathing the thing suits. that I'm obsessed with on there right now is they have a line of shoes for the Disney heroines. And the sandals that they have for Meg are so cute. And I might get them. <laughs> um, next up in the clothing and accessories category. Uh, we all them? know it's coming. <laughs> it's them. Oh god. It's Loungefly. If you don't know what Loungefly is, they make mostly bags and backpacks. Now, if you've been to the parks anytime recently, you'll start to see that like for a while it was spirit jerseys, for a while it was the rose gold mini ears. The new thing is the Loungefly mini backpack because they have them in in every kind of Disney theming you could ever dream of. You could have it in a very subtle Mickey print or you could go full out I forget what they call these. They're, they're, it's pretty much just the face of the character on the backpack. Yeah. Connor just sent me one that is brand new. That is, the top of it is a green alien from Toy Story. And they're like holding a Pizza Planet box. They're, yeah, that's so fucking my, new. I mean, honestly. like I can <laughs> It's even, so you. It's not funny. You, you have to go on the Loungefly Instagram and just look for yourself. Because I cannot do the Hold justice. on to your wallets, folks. Hold yes. on to yeah, your yeah, wallet. Yeah. I just want to warn you, they're minimum like sixty dollars each. Yeah, these lounge flies, like these are modern day mermaids. They are coming for you. They look pretty, <laughs> and then they will drag you down. Oh, I've been deep, dragged deep, deep. I've been dragged since like about a year ago, and I haven't, I haven't, I haven't been able to make a decision. So look for yourself, and you will also understand the pain that is lounge fly. We'll probably have an episode where we talk more about Disney small shops because that the universe of Disney small shops is huge. Yeah. I've had so much time to really deep dive into it now that I've been home and unemployed. <laughs> and these brands that I have found, I had no idea they existed. And, they, and they're sitting here with like thousands upon ten thousands of followers. Um, ones that we've that we've purchased from, we Connor and I both own sweatshirts from my oh my supply company mom's co Mom's Co, which we love because um it's female run it's like two millennial run and it's their their merch is um very geared towards millennials and the kinds of franchises and disney specific stuff that we're gonna like connor has a beautiful sweatshirt um from frozen 2 what does it say exactly it's a it has a snowflake and it has two hands that are holding the snowflake and it says you are the one you've been waiting for. And I love it. I absolutely love it. I was wearing it yesterday when I thought we were going to record. Like oh, but we yes. ended up recording today. But I was wearing it like I I love that sweatshirt so it's much. It's really wonderful. Probably too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great brand if you want something more grown-up Disney, more subtle Disney than a straight-up Mickey Mouse t-shirt. And they have a lot of yeah. other, you know, just great references to the sweatshirt that I own from them has Judy Garland on it. It's just it's just a great mm-hmm. brand. If you want to shop small right now, it's such a great it's such a great brand. We could not recommend it more. Um, we're almost there. The last thing that I have to talk about is how to bring some Disney magic straight into your home goods. Where to be? I mean, honestly, I think the best place to start for home goods is actually shop Disney. Yeah. Um, what do we own from? We own, I have a really cute, like, wooden Mickey bowl from shop Disney. Oh, the popcorn bowl? That's shop Disney? Mm, Which one yeah. is? Yeah. The popcorn bowl? Yes, I yes, use yes. it for popcorn. <laughs> yes. Um, I also have a, a pitcher and glass set that has the orange bird on it, which we yeah. love. But again. I really, I really like going to shop Disney for their artwork. They have really, really good artwork. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Too good. But it's always, wait, it's too much money. It's too much money. So if, again. If, help if, me, I'm poor. Help. Um, if you don't want to spend that much money and you want to shop small, I've got some suggestions for you. So, one of my new favorites, which I haven't talked about this with Connor yet because I wanted to talk about it on here. Um, my cousin, who's You're a big Disney freak, me? just sent me a little care package 
from magiccandlecompany.com, which I've heard about oh. them. I think we've looked at their website before. <laughs> I know Magic Candle Company. <laughs> um, so she sent me. Um, they have they have like shower melts. They have candles, obviously. Did you get the oils? I didn't get that. So she sent me um, a hand sanitizer that smells like Dole Whip, which is incredible. Oh. And she sent me a Polynesian candle. Yes. And I have to tell you, seriously, I'm smelling it right now. It (laughs) is the lobby of the Polynesian. It is, it takes me right there. This would be my number one. If you're going to buy something for your home, buy one of these candles because it is so evocative. I can't even tell you. Allegedly, I was looking through their website. People rave about the Pirate's Life candle because it smells like 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 water. Yeah. Oh my god, I want that. Oh, There's also god, a Splash yeah. Mountain one. I mean, that would probably smell great too. I know. Oh my god. Oh, so yeah, I can it vouch. It just for has this. to capture. It just has to capture a bunch of dusty, furry <laughs> animatronics and Florida tinny water with that copper zing and a little bit of mold. Mm. <laughs> Honestly, Mm-mm. a tiny touch of mold is truly what makes a Disney smell a Disney smell. Well, like truly. I, I wish I could describe the smell to you. It is exactly like the lobby. I couldn't recommend it more. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Don't burn it for another year. We have to save it for when we're together. I, I No, I kid you not. I burned it for like three minutes just so I could see what it was like. And I was like, <laughs> got to blow it out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, And so that's what I own. And this is these next shops I have come about. With my, you know, ample amount of time during the quarantine. I have not purchased anything from these shops yet, but trust me when I say I am circling the area. (laughs) And it's going to happen. I just don't know what it's going to be. So the first one, you can find all of these on Instagram. She's lost it. (laughs) There's no leash. She's gone. (laughs) I've been wanting to talk about Disney shopping since we started talking about the podcast, but I didn't know when the best time was and we found it. Well, she decided now (laughs) was. So these three shops, you can find them all on Instagram. One is called 27 Willow Lane. Connor, you're going to look at this and you're going to freak out because you're going to want all this stuff. It's so your aesthetic. I can't even deal with it. So 27 Willow Lane is famous for these signs that say home in Disney writing. But you can customize the letters into all sorts of Disney colors and patterns and shapes. Like haunted, oh, she just made a haunted mansion themed one. She made a Peter Pan Neverland themed one, a tiki room one. They're beautiful. They're handmade. They defy description. She first got famous for making custom Disney wooden name tags, like big enough to put on a shelf, um, that look like the name tags that the cast members wear at the store or at the cruise line or the parks. They're beautiful. Um, this and the next shop that I'm about to talk about. I decided to jump in and do the experience. I was like, I think I want to buy one of these home signs. Oh, uh, my God. You so, are out of control. <laughs> Luckily, it didn't work out. It was an impulse buy. But the both oh of these shops, God. because they are handmade and, you know, it's a small shop, they open about once a week. And when I tell you that you need to log in at the moment the shop opens and get something in your cart within the first minute, I'm serious. They sell out within the first five minutes. So this requires a little bit of work, which, hey, if you're at home and you have nothing else to do, go for it. The next company is called Castlebound Supply Company. And they make mostly wooden signs as well. And they make beautiful castle-shaped or Mickey head-shaped or Disney quote wooden signs to hang on your front door. They're beautiful. You should go look at them. And another cute one that I found is called Sweet Penny Creations. So if you have a whole bunch of Mickey ears sitting at home and you want to actually make them part of your decor in your house, if you're trying to, you know, do some quarantine redecorating and you want a little Disney wall, they sell custom hooks for your ears so they can hang on the wall and the hook is also Disney themed. They're beautiful. And they also sell cute little straw buddies these are becoming super popular like little disney straw buddies you've always loved a straw oh my gosh i almost bought us about 10 of them okay um in in anything disney related you can imagine that's a great place for you to start if you want to go on instagram and start to be poor (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> because one thing will lead to another, and soon your explore page on Instagram will look like mine, and it'll just be merch. Wow, Lord, I'm hoarse. I'm not used to speaking. I sit in silence all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, those are... <laughs> That should be plenty to get you guys started, okay? Um, start there and one thing will lead to another. What else can I say? Yeah, so uh, you kind of swerve that rave into uh, tips and tricks. <laughs> um, okay, so fine. Let me let me make a summary. Here's what I want to yeah, say. make a summary. I Here just, you go. Number one, I am a huge fan of the generosity that the Disney company has shown, particularly with the release of content on Disney+. Plus. But I also love the fact that all of these small shops, when it's such an important time to shop small, are allowed to riff off of the Disney brand and give us magical mm. merchandise or magical things online. And Disney allows that to happen. Yeah. That's my rave. Okay. The generosity great, great, great. of the Disney company. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Is that it? Yeah. How do we close this out? <laughs> I don't remember how we did it. Usually it starts to go off the rails and then we say, okay, bye. <laughs> oh my god. Wait. Oh. Wait, why aren't we together? Don't Stop. spiral. Don't spiral. It's not going to help anyone. I'm trying not to. I'm not trying. I'm trying. Also, I really think that this whole Hamilton thing, I've had an inkling for a while. I just had this feeling. I'm like, Disney and Hamilton are going to come together. And then we're going to get like a 10 minute, 15, 20 minute Hamilton medley in Liberty Square, Disney World. And I'm so excited for it. <laughs> They're going to revamp Hall of Presidents and it's going to be awesome. <gasps> oh, oh my God. Can you imagine if Lynn wrote new, like new shit for Hall of Presidents? <gasps> or that I would even awesome. be fine with the Muppets doing Hamilton. Like, give it all to me. Oh my God. If we get the Muppet Hamilton crossover... I called it. You did. I called that. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Okay. Oh. Um I guess we should just sign off. Right? Yeah, if there's anything that you want to tell us about, tell us how Disney has been a part of your life during quarantine, tell us what you want us to talk about. You know where to find us. Yeah, you know where to find us. We're on Instagram and Facebook. We are at Poor Unfortunate Podcast. And then you can also find us on Twitter, where we don't have as many followers. <laughs> the <laughs> Instagram don't is really popping. That's to pay where attention. it's at. <laughs> um, and the Twitter handle is at UnfortunatePod. Yes. Yeah. So yes. that's where to find us. And we'll talk have more to templates coming for you. We'll have. We're lonely. Yeah. Please interact with us. All right. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Stay, Stay safe, safe and well, out there. everybody. We're gonna make yeah. it. Yeah. We're going to make it. Wear your mask if you go to the park and don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs>